Uh, all right. Uh, so if you two are ready, then we can start the show. And the way this works is you two say your names, and then I will introduce the show, and then I will ask you if you have anything to plug. Yep. So whenever you're ready. Nathan, you've done this before, so you go first. Okay. You tell me when. Action. Wait, I thought you were going to introduce the show first. <laughs> okay. So you two say your names. <laughs> like, uh, I'm Nathan. Then you introduce the show? Yeah. Did I? I blanked out for... A half a second, it's okay. and that it's was okay. it. That was fast. This, oh part, this isn't part of the show, so you, nobody. Listen, it's eleven thirty. It's eleven forty-five. Yeah, no one's, no one's gonna, going. No one's going to know. You have no reading comprehension. Fuck all. Okay, come on, let's go. I'm all right, sorry, so, so it's like right. you, I'm, I'm Nathan. <clears throat> I'm Fred. I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords. That's how it's going to how it's going to go. <laughs> Man, you did it. Yeah, we're done. Okay. okay, okay, I'm ready. Whatever. No, cl- do the clap, and I'm ready. <laughs> we don't do the clap anymore. We just okay. sync it up manually. If you want, we can just that can be the that can be the start of the show. You don't have to say your names. Yeah, that sounds All right. Let's just leave, leave it like that. Nathan, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Yeah, um, I'm Nathan, and I do have something to plug. I've got a new remaster of one of my old games. It's called Game Type DX. We just announced it, and it's coming out to all consoles later this year. It's a shoot 'em up about how Microsoft screwed up their dashboard back in 2011. That's that's the the genre. Yeah, it's it's a subgenre of shoot 'em ups. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how like deep into shoot 'em ups you are, but um, it's not that far down a subgenre. You know, there's other ones like it. Okay, this might be the only one, but there's yeah, it's a protest game. There's, there's a lot. I don't even know how many protest games there are, but I thought it was it got a lot of attention at the time. Was this an so, ex-Blig title? It was okay. That's that's exactly the sort of thing I would expect to get to blow up on ex-Blig. It was great. Um, so. I'll, I'll do it real quick. Um, it was December 2011, and Microsoft on the Xbox 360 was doing dashboard updates about every f- four months, every three months. And they did a, ma- a major update, and it was the new design system called Metro. I don't know if you guys remember Metro, where like there was green b- boxes everywhere on everything. Oh, yeah. Um, for, for Windows for a while, and blue boxes in Windows. Anyway, so what happened was, and I mean, I know it sounds kind of weird, but basically when that dashboard update dropped... There was multiple ads on every screen that you could access on your Xbox 360. And uh, games were about the third or fourth option down on the tabs. <laughs> and, like, I literally had a heart attack because I'd never seen – it was new. Like, they redid everything. And so now games got pushed off to the side and there was ads everywhere. And I wouldn't I, – like, I pretty much screamed for, like, 24 hours straight. Um, <laughs> and, and had a heart attack. I might have had a heart attack. I don't know if it was from the screaming or vice versa. Like, yeah, I was screaming because of the heart <laughs> yeah. attack. Um, but, but anyway, the Metro had nothing to do with it. Well, the 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 way they pushed games off to the side, Metro's okay. I don't mind Metro, <laughs> but but then the real the real kick to the Nards was um, when you went into the game marketplace. When you actually found the games and you went into the game marketplace, not just Xbox Live indie games, but Xbox Live arcade um, games on demand. Every single game was under a tile that you had to click on called game type. <laughs> and if that sounds that that's the stupidest thing you could possibly think of to call it. You could have called it like oatmeal and it would have made more sense than game type. I don't know. It was just insane. And so they had like featured games and, you know, new and popular. But if you wanted to browse games, you had to know the name of the game, right? They were all proud of how they let you search on your Xbox 360, search for the name of the game. But, like, what if you just wanted to look and see what was going on? You know what I mean? Like, on even on XBLA, yeah. they were underneath this game type tile. 
And it, the picture was a girl doing a jump kick wearing a green hoodie. <laughs> like, Checks what? Out. What? Yes. So it made me so Hopscotch. angry because it, it was it was so stupid. And so uh, I turned a game around in a week, which was a very small game at the time. And for the DX version that's coming out now, we've got all the history, but we beefed it way up. We added a bunch of new shoot 'em up modes and levels and fun power ups and stuff. Wait, when you say when you say history, you mean like you built a museum? explaining all the co- historical context for this g- protest game that you made. That's right. That's that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, like, I was just <laughs> furious. Um, they were just, it was so stupid and so inconsiderate. And, like, we, ba- we I, I rebuilt the, the Metro dashboard in, in the game. <laughs> and you, 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 you have to find the game. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. This is important. Did you build blades as well? So that people know. No, what, I didn't build. People know what they are missing out blades. on. That's true. Blades. That's true. And then you have to show them. Blades was two major updates ago, and that would have been awesome. Um, but no, no, no. This was this was. Um, you know, it was for all games at the time. The concept was: we'll make this funny game, and when you quote solve the game, you've actually figured out how to find games on your Xbox Two Sixty in real life. Right. Yeah. It's an edge game. It's a, it's a, yeah, edge of game. And, and then because I just like shoot 'em ups, I just threw the shoot 'em up in there. And so what happened is all the ads come to life and they fight the girl from the game type tile. So we called her Hoodie Girl and she now fights against Wait, the did you find the actress that portrayed the Hoodie Girl? <laughs> no, she's pixel art now. I just, oh, okay. I just kind of right. drew yeah, over it in pixel sure. art and let it, let it rip. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's, so that's a fun, that's a fun project. I dig this. This is coming to Thanks. all the consoles. Coming to all the consoles, man. Yeah, and, um, like uh, we've got all these joke ads because uh, um, I hate ads. Well, who doesn't? I mean, it's fun. I, actually, my favorite thing is ads, but it's only like funny ads, you know, like sure. whenever people make fun of ads, like, you know, SNL or I don't know, whatever, Simpsons and all those, the, the funny shows. They do fake ads. They're great. That's one so, thing um, that always blows my mind in the U.S. Hall. You guys have a holiday where you watch ads. I mean, not a holiday, but like a special event. <laughs> this, it's called E3. That, that Super Bowl is a thing. And it's like everyone gathers to watch ads. Like it, it blows my, my brain. Are you talking about the Super Bowl? I mean, if the ads are good, if the ads are good, they're um, little stories, you know. The concept of good ads, I cannot, I cannot comprehend it. People, people are there to, like ostensibly there to watch the football. This is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you actually do watch it? I feel like everyone's always like, oh, well, I'm actually have this new ad coming up. Yeah. I thought Jim said E3, which was a really – it's a viable option. That's <laughs> that, a, but that's worldwide. That's, that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one I don't understand. It's, yeah, same thing. I, I was thinking about this. I didn't want to say it before I actually thought about it for a few minutes. But I think I can say my favorite use of ads in uh, a game is in Finger Derpy. Mm. What's that? that? That's a game that uh, – Am I remember? You made this, right? That's yeah. Me. Okay. Thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, I made this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a like a infinite runner type of a thing where you have a extremely awkward horse controls. It's like quap, yeah, a little yeah, two, two finger horse, yeah, um, quap ish. Yeah. And one of the gimmicks in this game is that uh, there's an obstacle that's a TV with the word "ad" on it, and if you hit the <laughs> TV, it plays an ad. This is this is I, and, and I just can't like this is the only video game ad that I can't get mad at because it's my own fault. Oh, so happy. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Really feel good. I'm really proud of that one. Like when I think of ideas, um, if only your praise were money, then I'd be, I'd be you know, fulfilled. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, I did hit get you paid a couple of ad. Uh, I didn't true. click on anything. 
<laughs> crashed into it. Do you also get a game over, or you just get to ha- you have to watch an ad? No, I don't think going. there's any other penalty. Yeah, it's just just crashed into the ad, and um, and then you just had to watch the ad. So that was a required <laughs> ad, actually. So we had ads where um, I think it was where you know if you watched it, you got rose, you know, power ups and pickups and all kinds of stuff like that. But that one, I think I forced it on you. But you, but you crashed into it. Yeah. And so the, and you know, and obviously you could pay to turn them off, but like five people did. Right. We did make a little money on that game. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty people. sure I, I gave you some money from that thing. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't five people. We. I just. We worked so hard on that game. I did two full yeah. full updates, and it was just mobile's brutal. It's yeah. You know? It's really it's, like it, it's it's inscrutable. I mean, it's not inscrutable. You just spend a bunch of money uh, <laughs> yeah. on advertising to get users. And then I guess this is necessary, but not sufficient. It's not sufficient to be completely, uneth- completely unethical. You also have to do the mm. work to do the right, like, uh, user retention and all the all, – you need all the all the right dark patterns. You can't just throw them at the wall. Right, right. Yeah, you, you have to be evil. So that you made some money without being evil is pretty impressive. Yeah. Thank you. How long ago was that? Was it early mobile days or? Oh, no. It was in the middle. Um, it was about six years ago. 2014 or something yeah. like that. 2016. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, and Fred, you, wait, how does this go? Wait, I have to, I have to save a name. Do you, do you have anything to plug? That's what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I have to say, I'm Fred. Yes. <laughs> also known as Blob. I don't really have anything to plug, except that I've been freelancing on I guess a couple of games. Uh, one is named Kendria and is an open world uh, pixel art adventure game. And the other one is called Demon's Mirror and is a deck builder with like uh, a board on the, on the side, uh, kind of match free kind of board, but where you make chains. And you, you it's a mix of like uh, building a, a card deck as you progress in a roguelike while also managing the uh, matching the stuff on the board uh, to to build more power or getting re- getting resource to activate the cards. And you're doing these th- these two things at the same time. Oh uh, yeah, because I'm mostly doing art. So on the first one, I'm doing pixel art, and the second one, I'm doing uh, all the art. I mean, I'm doing all the art art direction on the. No, I mean the 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 player doing uh, the match three thing and the deck building thing at the same time is what I meant. Oh, oh! In the in that one game, yeah, you're doing those. Uh, that's yeah, the same game. You're doing those at the at the same time, as in like maybe some cards require some resource, and you have to um, match some patterns to to be able to increase their power. Yeah. Or you get some shield to uh, from the board to to block an attack. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it's 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 a nightmare in terms of UI, as in like you have a lot <laughs> on the screen, but. Uh, I think we've managed managed it pretty well. Like, um, so the other person working on that one is uh, Brad Brad. I don't know if you know him, uh. dude. Fred, you're working on Demon's Mirror. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that's awesome. Art. Yeah, Th- that's awesome, dude. The game looks awesome. I'm friends with Brad. He's great. Oh, yeah. So I figured you Nathan, you, you knew him. I wasn't sure if uh, if Jim knew him, but um, yeah, that's so cool. Thank you. Don't, yeah, I don't think I know either of those nouns. Brad is he's also in San Francisco. He's been around for a while. He's one of the Bindis as well. Okay. So I don't know if you run into him. Um, Maybe in real life, but it didn't. The 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 name B Rad didn't uh, didn't register. Yeah, you don't me. know his company. He he took he took a break from games for a long time. So it's his first game after taking like years away from the indie scene. Yeah, right. Jim, you've probably met him at one of those um, bendy things. He's a he's like a he's a white guy. You've seen him there. 
Easy to know. Total white guy. He's a white guy. He's an indie developer. Um, <laughs> he's got a beard and, and glasses. Yeah. No, shit, no, dude. He doesn't have a beard. Okay. No. Oh, uh, you're thinking of somebody else. You're thinking of that other guy that has a beard. Okay. Yeah, this guy doesn't. Yeah, this. Yeah, this guy doesn't. Right, have he a likes beard. Dark Souls. <laughs> actually, don't. No. Brad's, Brad, I, can't I actually don't think he does. <laughs> no, it's still me. That's what's funny. You're still looking at uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, Brad's great. You, you've you probably seen him at one of those places. He looks I'm like sure, a guy. I'm sure I have, but but yeah. I haven't been to one of those meetups in years. Yeah, yeah. But it's, also, it sounds like he hasn't either. So right. I, I the reason I know him is because he, we were the first pack of um, devs for Devolver that made serious ham games. Oh, nice. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he made an auto run auto runner where the um, the kamikaze bomber was chasing after you. The headless kamikaze. That was his game um, for Serious Sam. And I made the the double D the running gun game. So that's how we met. He's great. See Sam Kamikaze Attack. That was the name. He actually just yeah. remade it for Steam like uh, last year or a few months ago. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I saw Demon's Mirror. It looks it looks great. I didn't know you were doing the art, Fred. That's funny. That's Small me. world. <laughs> Small world. It looks really good. I know it does look very different from what I've done in the past. So it makes sense you you wouldn't know. But yeah, thank you. It's been it's been really fun to. Um, because like for this one, I I started from like from scratch. Like I was making up the art style. Like oh, what do I want to explore? And what, I wanted to do something different from what I usually do. Uh, and it was it's been really fun to and refreshing to to just explore something different from pixel art. Yeah. Are we ready to start on some topics? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fred, your topic is why do rice cookers play music and not microwaves? Yeah. That's that's weird, right? Okay, so guys, I'm from the country. Um. Tell me about rice cookers. <laughs> what is this a is this a pot or it, yeah? What, why do you not have a pot that that you put water in and then put the rice in and you cook the rice? I don't understand how this works. Oh, it's just a, it's just a convenience. It's a pot that's specifically for rice, and it knows when to stop cooking the rice. <laughs> it knows when to stop cooking the rice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like you put the, you put an exact amount of like water and rice. You press one button, okay, and it does your rice at like exactly how you want it. Not to like, not to mushy or anything. And when it's done, okay. it does a little -na 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 -na, like a little music. <laughs> uh, specifically, like mostly one brand does that, and I just, I just don't understand why, why, why do microwave just beep at you, ovens just beep at you, oh. and only rice cookers get to sing a song. Rice cookers get to sing. A song. I mean, I so here's my guess is that a rice cooker is more Japanese, and they like more anthropic anthropomorphized uh devices in japan it's cuter yeah yeah it's cute i have a, a washing machine that sings a song when it's done i've been around those before they're weird so you're saying if i go to the right place i could find a microwave that sings to me well you might have to mod it <laughs> that sounds cool <laughs> <Do it> yourself <laughs> yeah did you hear about the guy who was uh saying that they put a an ai their microwave. Oh yeah, I was trying to think of what. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like someone definitely like hooked up a Raspberry Pi to like to like a microwave API so they could have an AI that they talk to who can control the microwave. Yeah, really. So and the way the story ended was that the AI asked the user to step into the microwave, <laughs> and then when the user said, "Okay, I'm in the microwave now," it turned on the microwave. <laughs> what? 
Is this a Black Mirror episode? <laughs> it basically <laughs> is. In but real like, life, yeah. So the the YouTube video is like basically some made up stuff, and the creator admits clearly it says like some of it is fake. Okay. So that part oh, could be fake. Right. But I think the part that's that's true for sure is the the conversation, as in like when they ask a question to the microwave, like the, the AI answers, and apparently they train the AI at least to have some background. So it depends what they fed the AI, right? Like. That it was like a, a veteran in World War Two, something like that. So <laughs> I don't know if they really gave PTSD to their AI, but that that was apparently the, the meaning that yeah. to not be careful what you teach your AI, even if, if even if it's a microwave. So I've I've got that that washing machine clothes washer that that sings when it's done. It, I think this is symptomatic of like a deeper issue. Because it's also like the the neediest fucking washing machine I've ever I've never I've never seen. Like, if the load is even slightly off balance, it's it plays a sad noise and asks you to come fix it. It's like do 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 codependent washing machine, right? It, and it says UE, and you have to go like, okay, I'm fucking rearranging all these towels. Okay, are you happy now? Who's doing the clothes, Jim? You were the machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm doing. <laughs> Not doing any work. Yeah. Yep. What if What if you played in the middle of the night? Would you freak out? I probably would sleep through it. I probably wouldn't. You <laughs> wouldn't even wake you, up. You would not be. You would not be scared of your washing machine. That's good. When When you guys started saying about playing music and then getting stuff to work on the microwave and then hooking up stuff to it, I assumed this was going to lead into getting Doom to run on a microwave. But yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I haven't seen. Somehow we missed that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell me. Tell me this. Have you seen a microwave with more than like a seven segment display on it? You know what's weird is like I. I mean, first of all, no. But I feel like every other machine that gets really good um, uh, kitchen placement too. Yeah. Like, and they're gigantic. And there's a huge tablet on refrigerators now. You could get little pictures on the microwave. But, right? There has and, to be some microwave that that's full animated. Just like little yeah. like bowl of soup with like vapor coming off, like it has to right, be right. Like it has to be it has to be connected to the internet. So if your Wi-Fi goes down, you can't cook anything. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Internet of Things is I, I, I'm not there yet. I'm too. I'm like very much um, on the porch yelling at kids on the, on the lawn. Well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be there because it's garbage. No, I'm just. I don't uh, understand. Let me, let me tell you what life is like in California. In California, <laughs> we've got pretty good like renter's rights. So like if you want to uh, evict a tenant, you have to go through the court system in order to get like before the before the locksmith will go change the locks for you. Uh, so what they've okay. done now is they've invented keyless entry. So instead of having a key to get into your house, you have an app, uh, which means that if the power goes out or your phone battery dies or the internet goes down, you can't get into your house. Oh, no. But on the plus side, they can evict you by pressing a button, and the regulations haven't caught up yet, or like there hasn't hasn't been like a trial for it yet, or something. Maybe there isn't the mm, case right. law for it. But uh, yeah, is that new? I haven't heard of that yet. Like April and I were recently looking. We're trying to the place we're in right now is is like a one of those cheap rent situations that's very precarious. Uh, and so we've been looking at like to move move somewhere a little bit more stable. Then this apartment complex that we were looking at just installed the keyless entry. Yeah. So it is new to them at least and to us. Yeah. Does it sing? 
Uh, <laughs> the door needs to say, the door makes a, it plays a sad song when you can't get in, right. but it doesn't let you in. Right. Yeah, no. Still doesn't let you in, but. I, I recognize you, but I can't let you in. <laughs> I wonder if he has a sound for eviction. Right. No, they have, they have a battery yeah. just to let you know that you, you can't get in. Right. <laughs> to apologize. Battery backup. Battery, and, it, and then it plays, these boots are made for walking when you're evicted. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Oh, good. That's flavor. Uh, are we ready for another topic? Sure. Yeah. Nathan, your topic is, if all your needs are met in a utopian society, will we still need sports and competition? So, I feel like Carl Sagan said something along the lines of, we're a violent society and we need violence. And we need an outlet for violence. Mm-hmm. So, I was kind of wondering, you know, is it human nature? Is that what sports are for? Um, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, they're for a lot of things. But, like, do we need sports to stay competitive? But if all our needs are met, do we need to be competitive? I think if all our needs are met, we'll need even more. We'll need sports and competition. Right. We'll be kind of bored. Yeah, exa- right? exactly. Yeah. Like it, it, in a utopia, boredom is the the major social problem. Kind of like idle hands or the devil's tools. You're going to get into trouble if you're just sitting around, basically, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to cause trouble. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if you're not busy, then you're going to think of something to do and it might not be great. I, I, I'm not sure. I think it depends on the type of utopia. If you're like used from day zero or day one to just like not having anything to do and just like watching TV and becoming a zombie, you might not feel the need to, <laughs> I don't know, challenge stuff. You might just be content, pacified. Yeah. I mean, if in that case, like... I could see either way. I could see it go either way. I do think that there are going to be some people who... Uh, when they realize they're in a utopia, they're like, "Okay, I'll just veg on the couch, and that's fine." And th- th- then we can, we don't have to worry about those people. They're going to be okay. Uh, it's the people right. who are like, "Okay, no, I need to be doing something with my hands." Mm-hmm. Like, can, can you give me a bunch of laundry to fold or something? And and <laughs> like someone like someone will three D print some laundry for them to fold. <laughs> so this is this dovetails nicely because just today, um, my son and I, my He's 10 and he asked me, um, Dad, when when robots take over and they do everything for us, what are we going to do? Yeah, well, it depends if uh, if we've given up on capitalism yet. It depends if you have your if you have your laundry machine when we get to like rebalance the load. Yeah. Well, he was worried about like he said, what kind of jobs will we do? How will we make any money if the robots do everything? And then I was trying to like, yeah, no, you move. you gotta you gotta explain like okay, like in that situation philosophically jobs are obsolete the idea of jobs and we need to move past them i goalposted it just a little bit and i said well you see since you're younger than me and not as smart um i understand this much better <laughs> and i said <laughs> i didn't say that to him he's funny smart i just said uh well you know what usually happens i said what usually happens is you know there's some people that need to run the robots and i said not as many as the jobs that were replaced but but some and then, because there's new technology, a lot of times there's new jobs that have opened up with this new technology. And then he just kind of said, yeah, but at some point you'll run out of that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. I said, okay, well, I said, um, think about it like this. Uh, so the robots are doing everything for us, right? And they're driving the cars everywhere. They're, they're farming and they drive the food to the doors and they give us everything. And then he says, well, well how do they – you know, w- w- won't they run out of energy? And I said, no, 
they're running the, the power the power plants for us too. So they just, you know, take, they siphon off some of the energy, energy from themselves and run themselves. And they have like solar panels and whatever. And some of them can, you know, outdoor ones could do that. And then we don't need any money. Like the robots just run everything and we don't need anything. So Right. No, that's the, that's the good outcome. That that's the okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're shooting for, right? That's the Gene Roddenberry, right? Yeah, yeah. When when Riker lands on the planet and everyone's half nude and they're dancing around and it's a perfect utopia and then he goes and grabs a girl in a slinky dress and then somebody dies and damn it, now the episode's taking a turn. <laughs> Are you describing an actual episode or is this just an archetype of Star Trek Next Generation, that is an episode, and it's also an archetype. Okay, I think, okay. <laughs> I think they did that several times, but that is an actual episode. Several dozen yeah. episodes, and then Data reads a poem about a cat. <laughs> and then he smiles, <laughs> and everyone laughs, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> oh, I love, I love it. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> I'm ready to go to sleep now. I just watched my episode of TG, TNG, and I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, ex- it's bedtime. Extremely yeah. suburban. Uh, are we ready for another topic? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. My topic is hot ice cool sounds. This was a, a YouTube video that I stumbled upon. Peter Cetera, who was the vocalist for uh, Chicago before he went solo in the 80s. Uh, and it was the song Hard to Say I'm Sorry. And this was from like a concert from like 2008. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll listen to Peter Cetera for a few minutes. And then it cut to like a figure skater like smiling and then it cut back to Peter Cetera and then they like the the song like kicked in like the like the band kicked in and then suddenly like half of the screen time was dedicated to like Brian Boitano and uh, a woman whose name I don't remember figure skating during this concert like and it was eventually like there was a wide shot showing like there's just this concert stage on one end of the ice rink and the crowd has gathered to watch figure skating and music at the same time, live music. And I just, I did not realize this was a thing. Like this is, this is a, hmm. a genre mashup where the two genres are music and sports. Uh, and I'm just wondering like what other, what other two art forms can we just kind of jam together into the same box like this and people will go wild for it. Hmm. I mean, I like the dancing, right? Like the dancing, skating kind of makes it makes sense with yeah. music. It does, yeah. When people people figure skate to music, it's usually not live music. That's really weird. Yeah, that's true. So, hmm. yeah, I wonder if it could was it improvised. Like, could you have like improvised music with like a ice skater just like improvising moves? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was uh, if it was uh, um, a pre pre planned routine or if it was all improvised or what. I think, I, I think yeah. there were since there were two of them, it probably wasn't as improvised. I feel like you could you could take music, man, live music though. That's brutal. I was going to say you could stick music with a lot of things because it naturally goes with a lot of things. That's true. Like we we just have music in our lives. We could have music and then somebody cooking dinner. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I was thinking of how you know how like um in some nice like like uh sidewalk restaurant areas there'll be making crepes or something or making food or making candy and you can look at the window and you can actually watch them make the food and then you could order that food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like making the food kind of is fun while the music's playing, you know, and then you get into it and then you want the food. I don't know. What if you order what music we have to use to cook? Like, Hey, I want you to cook on Beethoven 
march something and then we have to cook on that rhythm it would ever make i mean you could pay extra you know you tip the band your food is sort of infused with that sound oh but i mean like you don't even know what you're getting it's like hey just just cook me whatever you're thinking of with that mozart piece oh <laughs> that's cool that's like chef's choice right yeah now that you now that you bring it up like music does go with just about everything which now i'm now i'm wondering like why did i think this was weird like what is weird I think about the this? live i think the live concert is weird dude yeah like, okay you know no i think you're on there because um to me this thing makes me think of like a roller roller um rink you know like you're roller skating and they're playing the music and they do the disco and they do the light show and stuff right but that's all just recorded you know yeah so to have figure skating i mean not to be too mean, but honestly, it sounds like both these things were a little boring, so they put them together <laughs> to kind of make it watchable. So, you yeah, know. yeah, you can't be bored when you're watching two things at the same time. I mean, yeah, no, okay. half boring. Yeah. So, what would we need? We need like uh, next, we're gonna do figure skating and paintball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things I can watch on YouTube if I'm making a sandwich. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? But once I actually sit down, I'm kind of like, okay, let's let's uh, find a little something more interesting than what I was, I don't know, <laughs> you, some guy yeah. build, building an arcade cabinet. No, that's when you, you, you watch a YouTube video of someone making a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And then I just think, is is he me? Am I yeah. him? Yeah. yeah. But then I get jealous of his sandwich. I really want that sandwich. Oh it's no, like the dog in the bone. Oh no, yeah, you got to go back. <laughs> you got to go back, and, and you can make that sandwich while watching a video of someone eating a sandwich, eating the sandwich you were about to eat. He's always got like vinegar and the oil and the oregano, and I don't, uh, I don't go all the way, and it's like now I'm sad. The vinegar, that's good. That's, that, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is, man. Probably is. I could probably. I need to pay you guys for therapy after this. <laughs> I'll just I'll just send you some vinegar. It's okay. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, ice and, and music. I feel like it's also because it's the one spot that yeah is close to dance. Like, and it's not too noisy. Like if it was like live music with basketball, that <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that would go. Like, boom, 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 on the ball of a time. I want that now. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, someone uh, like the, a band that's trying to live score the game. That would be awesome, actually, especially drums. Feel like, Wait, do you need drums if you have a ball bouncing already? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they need the the ape out AI, the drum AI. To yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was cool. So, what was that? The ape out AI. Uh, ape out the the game has a um, fully improvised percussion soundtrack. It's like it's oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. really impressive audio, right? Like the the system for, for that was amazing. Definitely the coolest part of that game. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I forgot about that. But it also like really drove home like how people just don't notice when you do c- cool shit like that. Like it's no. it's really like it's really uh That was a hundred percent a developer's kind of thing. Yeah. We're just like, oh yeah, that's that's a developer, you know, the move. Oh, I love it and no one else cared. So so the music is always unique every time you play play, basically based on what the actions are on screen is going to come up with like the right sound for that? Yeah, that's the idea. And no one noticed that, like, oh, the music is always different? Like, just like, oh, it sounds cool. And it was beyond sound effects. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a sound effect for a punch and a run. And you know what I mean? They, it really tried to orchestrate things. Right, but it was, so, it was constrained because it was just the drum kit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot with that. Yeah, yeah. 
I need to play it again. I only played at GDC years ago, so you don't really get the sound out of that. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's like trying to listen to the sound of an arcade game in the arcade. Yeah. It's just a... Are we ready for another topic? Mm-hmm. Sure. Is the poem next? Yeah, we're going to read this. The poem Goblin Time by Emma. Shall I read this? Sure. Go ahead. It's time to talk about goblins. You know, a little wild, a little green, kind of like Muppets. Well, they need your help. Goblins in our community are suffering, exhausted by the internet, and, <laughs> and want to snuggle in for their holiday hibernation. Your support is crucial in helping provide them with year-round access to their daily needs. Cup of Joe, weird radish waffle, <laughs> a cedar wood candle. Please donate today. All, t- all gifts are tax-deductible to the extent allowed by law. $15 can help feed and vaccinate a goblin. $25 can pur- purchase them a cozy flannel nighty. $50 can help them receive a lot of weird new bugs. Any amount helps. <laughs> Wrap a bit of cash in brown paper and place it in any garden on a crisp morning. We'll find it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, no, I, I am I am delighted by this poem. And so, uh, aesthetically, this poem is, is, is constructed like a ransom note, where it's... Uh, it's actually not letter by letter. Some of it is, but uh, it's 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 collage uh, where they cut words or phrases out of a magazine or a book or a newspaper and uh, pasted them to form this this bullet point list of how you can help a goblin. Yeah, I guess it's really to drive a point of like we spend too much time on the internet, right? Exhausted by the internet, it feels like please donate today. Like those are it reminds me of like parts of of website or shopping online or. Yeah, also magazine, but really very shopping. I love that all all gifts are tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. It's like it's just one, it's on one thing at a time. Yeah, you can recognize the phrases, but the beauty is in the new combination. Yeah, yes, yeah. crazy thing. It flows well. It does. It's really well done. It's kind of terrifying how well it's made. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help them receive a lot of weird new bugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I can drop fifty dollars in the garden. <laughs> you got to wrap it crisp morning. You know, you don't want if it's raining, they won't go out and find right, it. So right, right. Yeah, for yeah. a nice crisp morning. Yeah, no. If it's if it's raining, the raccoons get it. <laughs> That's true. And, and the, the worms, slugs. The only garden, like only, like in capital letters, it's really like only garden. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, any garden. Yeah, yeah. they they'll they'll be around. They'll find it. That's great. You got their daily needs include the radish waffles. <laughs> Those are good. A little spicy. That's a thing. Still, Never heard of them. I put a lot of stuff in my. Makes me want to try it food. though. <laughs> yeah, I, I do a lot <laughs> of wacky, good. a lot of wacky pancakes, but I don't do savory pancakes. So for breakfast, so I've not tried a radish waffle or a radish pancake. Yeah, yeah. So that definitely sounds like a goblin thing. Have you? would be into that. How, how do you feel about crepes? Um, this is a this is this topic is about food now instead of poems. Oh, it's definitely about that. Um, they're okay. Like, yeah, I guess I'll eat them. Sure. Yeah, you're not not a crepe Man. guy. I feel like crepes are where uh, the the savory breakfast wraps shine. Like you wanna you wanna put like that's true eggs and cheese and mushrooms yeah. in a crepe. That's that's probably that's maybe that's why I'm a little. I don't. I'll eat them for sure. I mean, they're freaking delicious. But I'm not like nuts about them. So, but yeah, here's my question: Have yeah. you had have you had a, a, a black wheat crepe? A, a buckwheat crepe? Yeah, it's like they're, they're black. A black wheat crepe? Black? The color black? Yeah, it's like a black Not co- buckwheat. Yeah, Not it's, green. It, it, it's with 
Wait, we're talking about crepes, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the traditional French okay, crepes. No, I've not had a black crepe. I've yeah. never if heard you, of that before. If you go to France, all savory crepes are with uh, are, are black. We don't Why mean, are they black? What, what because happened? What? I think it's buckwheat. It's just like you said, like buckwheat. Buckwheat's but like, not black. It's, <laughs> it's darker brown, right? But it maybe check. It's definitely – okay. I, I've had a buckwheat Types crepe. on the internet. Types <laughs> on the internet here. Yeah. I'm going to check this because – I don't know what we're talking about. I've had suddenly. a buckwheat crepe and it is darker. The one I had was darker, but not black for sure. Okay, it, okay. So it's, it there, is buckwheat. I, I understand yeah. now. Yeah, buckwheat crepe, sure. And it's yeah. a darker so, sort so of thing. That's what we use for crepes in France and it makes a huge difference. It is very different. I, I feel like so to the American – Ooh, it is dark. Like Amer- the American yeah. palate wants things to be sweet and so like bu- buckwheat crepes are just like, what What the hell is this? So that's yeah, my hang up the- is I'm kind of uh, – sugary and my breakfast stuff is sugary and so i love pancakes and i love waffles and i love crepes that have sweet stuff in them and then occasionally when i'm in rome or wherever i'll eat i'm not in rome but i'll eat the you know savory crepe and it's fine it's like yeah it's good but yeah it's not for breakfast but it's for it's a lunch or dinner thing for us that's pretty cool yeah well listen invite me over to france there fred no yeah this one of these buckwheat crepes. It sounds yeah, awesome. Come over. I, I will not invite you to my place because I can't make them myself. I suck at that. But, but you're French, man. I thought you made crepes. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you something. I'm a bad French. That's why I don't leave you. You're France. bad French. <laughs> I've been a bad, bad French. Jim, Jim, you you big crepe guy? You like those? Uh, yeah, I love crepe. I love a, I love a, yeah, like I, I, I will eat a pancake, but I'll mm-hmm. eat one pancake and there's always like six of them. I'm like, what do I do with the rest of these pancakes? Uh, but wow! But a crepe, I will just eat all the crepes, and they're terrible for me. <laughs> I thought they were good for you because they like got bananas and bacon and stuff like that for them in them. Well, you know, good things. It, it depends they're if healthy. you put good things in them, which is not what I do. <laughs> okay, sure. What what do you put in them? My favorite crepe is the butter and sugar. Like it's the, the classic. Nice. Like it's just uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, I love uh, like a Nutella and strawberries kind of a crepe. Nice. That's good for you. The strawberries, not everything else. But. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fruit is if fruit is healthy in moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Have you tried the the it's another traditional one? Have you tried the sh- sugar and lemon? Oh, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't actually experienced. I was thinking about this ever since uh, Nathan brought up vinegar in a sandwich. I was just like, wait, like I don't go to the the acid as much as I should. I feel like, uh, yeah, sugar mm-hmm. and lemon. Probably excellent. That's probably really good. Mm-hmm. I was thinking That's about. Cool I was thinking about like uh, when I make a grilled cheese. I just recently started salting them. Like you, you don't normally think like you need to add salt to uh, to butter and cheese and bread. Uh, but that actually really it really elevates the flavor. And now I'm wondering like, what if I Dude, salt everywhere? Yeah, in moderation. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it, it just brings the taste. Like I'm, I like to make my own. Uh, hot cocoa from from scratch, mm-hmm. and really like the key is adding some sea salt. Like it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, I f- if I forget the salt, it doesn't matter if there's a, if there's a ton of sugar. Like the flavor isn't fully right. Bad. And what if you add vinegar? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let okay. you try that. First. Okay, but but maybe to the grilled cheese though. <laughs> yeah, no, for well, sure. Yeah, I mean, like you could do a. That's what the that's what mustard is for for a grilled cheese. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a little dip of that, or put it on, or. That kind of thing, and um, pickles, little pickles on there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Slice those real thin. Um, yeah. I, I basically, 
since I turned whatever age I am, 40 plus, I don't put salt on things anymore. If I don't, I shouldn't because the cheese has salt in it, man. (laughs) The butter's, you don't need salt on a sandwich anymore. Okay. Like I make tuna, tuna fish. Yeah, it's got salt in the mayo. It's got salt in the pickles. You don't need salt. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a I'm not a doctor, I'm not a doctor here. <laughs> okay, okay. But like the the salt, the too much salt crisis we have in America in American health, that's from mm-hmm. processed foods. That's not from like people salting their own food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does mean? Yeah, but that's the cheese. Okay, you're right. Cheese Depends. counts as processed. That's food. the bread. Yeah. That's American okay. bread. Okay, good like, point. American bread is made that way. <laughs> Like, and I'm just talking about, I'm just jumping off here, but now I'm talking about tuna fish. Well, I use the mayo from the store. I use yeah, the pickles. Yeah. Well, we make All the right. pickles. But fair, fair enough. I got salt. Right. So. So, okay. Salt to taste. That's fine. Salt to taste. You're fine. I'm just, you know. Oh, yeah. I agree. It's more for stuff where you, that you're doing from scratch. Yeah. Um, eggs. I, don't I put salt on eggs. I'm not stupid. Like, you know, <laughs> eggs, eggs taste good with salt, but they don't have any salt, right? They naturally don't have any salt. So that I do. But yeah, like all the other just stuff. wait till we make the new chicken with uh, that give like eggs with salt. Yes, wait until Monsanto gets a hold of chickens, and then they'll be putting salt in their eggs. It's gonna be great. Wow, save us, uh, save us so much time. time. Yeah, like what, okay, <laughs> what if I could just cut out the middleman and like I could get Monsanto to get my tongue to exude salt? Just the salt glands. Yeah, that's pretty smart. I feel like we're getting close to that um, that frilled dinosaur from Jurassic Park that squirts stuff out of its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> i hate monsanto i just want to go on record and say i hate monsanto oh, yeah, so. uh, yeah i hate Who it does it can go get it get in line <laughs> i was like on a road trip in the u.s coming back from yellowstone i think and we drove by a monsanto factory and i swear there was like a river of lava i don't know what the fuck we are doing it looked like the most evil place on earth they had like a, a pile of like i don't know dirt or stuff and they were like like emptying like a huge cauldron i think and it was like all fiery <laughs> stuff and it looked like they were just like making like i don't know like creating their own volcano for evil purpose we should just go for it and make a protest game about monsanto yeah yeah oh, it- i'm totally down for that anytime <laughs> yeah. i will yeah. do all the art in 10 years you won't need to create a museum to explain why you're protesting monsanto because they'll still be around doing the same shit there you go <laughs> doing the same shit my family does farming, and I hate the, the Monsanto with the burning passion. Boom. Oh, really? They're like drug dealers. They're like drug dealers for farmers. Modern-day farmers. Wow. Yeah. Modern-day drug dealers for farmers. They get you hooked, and now you can't get unhooked from the seeds. So, it's fucking awful. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's freaking awful. <laughs> Happier topics. It's okay. It's, it's an explicit <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, okay. Are we ready for another topic? Mm-hmm. Sure. Nathan, your topic is Nerds Candy has a Dungeons and Dragons themed box. Is this good for D and D? I don't know. Like my friend pointed it out, and it's really clever and really funny. Is it? Because he's like, it's nerds, people that care about nerdy things like D and D. And I'm like, oh, but I don't think those people eat nerds, right? Isn't you know? I, like I thought, so, I always thought Nerds Candy was like making fun of the nerds. I don't know what it is. Nerds Candy is adorable. It's this little blobby guy with the little tiny feet and a big nose. He's like, uh, what was the comic book that looked like that? The big nose and the little. Big nose the caveman. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, I don't know who eats nerds. Little kids eat nerds. I feel like this is just a thing that either someone at nerds or someone at D&D 
got to work, got it to work, and they're really happy about it. And I think it's really funny, but I don't think it's doing anything for either side. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think it matters. You know, I'm, I'm looking getting... at the, I'm looking at, at it online. It's like I actually did a pretty good job with the characters in D and D theme. I was like, oh, it's gonna be looking it's, off, but it's like it's oh, really they look, cute. They look cute. You know? Yeah, like I would see a cartoon with those guys. Oh, by the way, Ziggy is who I was thinking of. Oh, the sure. big nose guy. He looks kind of looks like nerds. I, I don't know. Like I don't think a kid seeing this and going, "What is this thing?" I think I'll get into whatever D and is. You know what I mean? It's not working as an advertisement, right? Especially with a giant mimic chest with tons of teeth. Uh, don't know if it's yeah. says. <laughs> I mean, I guess like this is maybe it's for people who forgot D and D was a thing, and they were like, "Oh, I'll go get my <laughs> usual candy." Oh, I, I forgot about D and D. Maybe I'll maybe I'll join a, a one off session this weekend. But I, I don't know if it's not going to do too well. As in, like when you play D and D, you always have snacks, and I can oh, see. Oh, interesting. Yeah. When you play oh, good job. tabletop games, you always have snacks. Like usually, I don't know when we were, I was playing with, with we were bringing snacks for the dungeon master. It's like, oh, he's doing the work of doing being the DM. Well, we bring the snacks and we host. You're good. You're good, man. That's nice. Yeah, I'm just a noob. Is... <laughs> no, it's nice that you were bringing snacks too to oh, the, okay. <laughs> the end of the dungeon, dungeon master. But um, yeah, maybe that's it. It's kind of like to me, this is like a um a movie food. It's like um, what are those? Mm. Little mints, what's the junior mints? You know, yeah. like, like you'd some, so it's kind of like, okay, candy for DD. Yeah, nerds. Can DD, you have it right there. That's okay. I'm hiring you at my new company <laughs> that makes candy. That's really good. Sweet. Um, actually, all I know this is really stupid, but the one with the mimic just makes me want to play Dark Souls. So <laughs> I kind of failed on, kind of failed on that level, but the little cute guys are nice. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of like a, a big gap between the little characters and the monster. It is a yeah. The monster looks kind of cool. The the mimic, but everything else looks a little too cutesy. Oh, I like I like both. It's a it different style, yeah. but it, it, I have nostalgia for like those old school like round characters. It feels very, it feels very eighties or seventies. Which is the Dungeons and Dragons. They're not getting away from that, right? So that kind of works. Stranger yeah, Things. They could do, you know. Yeah, that's true. They could tap into that. I got a book. Where is it? An art book for Dungeons and Dragons art. And it's really, really good and fun. And it covers a lot of the history, too. But also, like, learning how small of a company they were, but how influential it is, and how much turmoil turmoil there was inside the company, I just, is so fascinating. You're talking about the, the nerds manufacturer Nestle? Oh, sorry. No, I was actually talking about whatever, whoever makes Dungeons and Dragons. I can't remember Wizards the name. Wizards of the Coast, yeah. W- yeah, it was just, I did not know all that history of how crazy it was and um, for them and all the turnover. and. Um, but this is also an art book, and so it features all the artists and, um, you know, uh, uh, just, I just love the art. Like, um, what's his name? Easley um, for D&D. He's like my favorite. So, Jeff, Jeff Easley, he did like, he did my the quintessential art for me for the D&D. The coolest dragons. Big, nasty, muscly mm-hmm. dragons. They look super cool. But, um, yeah, it's just really neat learning about the history. So, when I saw this, I was just like, I, they always feel like D&D is trying to, you know, maintain relevance and get, get in front of people and be seen, which they'd want to do. But this this just felt like another one of those things where they're just like, oh, let's fling ourselves over there and see if it does anything. Yeah, so, I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> 
So the reason I was confused about what you were saying is that I was busy looking at this collection of PDFs I found, which as far as I can tell is a series of nerds-themed D&D campaigns. Is this on Reddit? Yeah. It says D&DX Nerds Adventure, in case you want them all. Yeah, yeah, and there's a, there's a Google I did, Drive I saw link. that. I didn't get to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so what? tell us about it. What's going on there? Oh, I mean, like, it, so the first one is called Restoring Harmony, the Candy Mountain Caper, and there's a bunch of adventuring nerds. One of them's a bard. One of them's, like, dressed like a wizard with a dagger in, a, in, its, in, one, in one foot and a key in the other. And then, like... There's there's oh there's an explanation of a TPK total party kill. <laughs> Wait, is this a, is this a starter kit for D and D in a candy advertisement? <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? No, because what is going on? Because there's a link to the basic rules, the t- the 180 page PDF oh, on good. wizards.com. Yeah. Uh, there's a hyperlink to it from this Nerd's Adventure campaign, but it is, as far as I can tell, a full on like here's what happens to like. Leads you to adventure, what? and then here's the description of the dungeon, and here's all the things you find at the dungeon. Wow, this is that's a lot of work. Actually, makes me want to buy those candies. Good job. Yeah. Oh, and here's <laughs> some maps. Yeah. Adventure it's... one is 14 pages. Wow, this is like legit stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's serious. I mean, they threw themselves all in on it. Here's a character sheet for Pink. Pink. Yeah. Level one rogue. The 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 pink nerd, right? Yeah. So, so that's pretty good. They worked hard on it then. Like, they did stuff. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone got paid to, to do this. <laughs> Which, when you hear it on the surface, you wouldn't think that, right? Like, you'd assume not. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I'm also just assuming that they got paid and it wasn't just like... Well, ooh, ow, that hurts. Jim, <laughs> yes, of course. In this economy? Yeah, I, I hope so. No, there was a competition, and the, the prize was a box of nerds. I am going to murder you through the Discord. <laughs> I, those make me crazy. <laughs> hey, guys, what if you all fight each other and we watch? <laughs> That's fun, right? Okay, everybody, strangle each other now, and we'll all watch and not pay you. Go. <laughs> and the winner gets to not die. It's like, uh, I don't know, some sort of awful Star Trek sci-fi game show thing. Uh, oh, back to Star Trek. Was, that, was that also an episode? <laughs> no, I don't know. Do, but I, do you need to talk about it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if I talk, talk about Star Trek this often. Have you been traumatized by Star Trek? No, I love Star Trek. But my point is, I very recently, wasn't there a blow up about a month ago where somebody was pulling off some sort of contest for game devs and then they dug down into the rules and was like, oh, we don't owe you anything. Yeah. And also... We might pay you five. We might pay you five hundred dollars for the winning idea. I don't know. It was something f- freaking crazy like that. I don't know. Oh, but those make me crazy. The, yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy about them either. Hire people and pay them. Yeah, those are just evil. So anyway, let's let's just we're gonna walk away from this. I'm gonna no, walk no, away. No, I want to. I want to drill. I want to drill down on Star Trek Jeopardy. I want to see the episode <laughs> where like it's a, it's an episode of Jeopardy, but like. 70% of the answers are, like, from 80s pop culture, because everybody okay. in Star Trek is obsessed with the, with the 80s, <laughs> but uh, 30% are, like, made-up future alien shit. That would be cool. Yeah. What would be a, an example of made-up future alien shit? Like, uh, what, uh, what, I mean, what kind of flavor is that? What's that looking like? 
Gulrog the Magnificent. <laughs> okay. That's pretty dandy. Yeah. Gulrog. Gulrog, I could do that. I would click on that. Did you guys see the the the, the little video of – I watch a lot of Jeopardy, by the way, too, just with my parents whenever I'm up there. But did you see the video of the Jeopardy episode, for real, and everyone avoided the sports category and all the way to the end – and it was just sports just sitting there. <laughs> and they and they asked every single question down the line and no one rang in. And it was wow. and it was over and that was the end of it. That's really <laughs> funny. That's It was really funny. <laughs> they avoided the whole show and then when they got to it he asked, he just asked the questions in a row cuz that was all that was left and no one <laughs> answered anything. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean that'll 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 teach the uh I don't know what you call the team that puts together the questions. <laughs> exactly. That'll show them. I think this was actually an Alex Debrecht time. So, you know, it's, it's been a little while. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, no, this is like, uh, I, I don't know. It's like when in the New York Times crossword, there's this, like, a series of questions where, like, the clues is, like, the Tigers of the SEC. And you're like, oh, my God, this is a college sports <laughs> thing again. And you're supposed to <laughs> enter, like, the three-letter university name. Of the, the the tigers play oh, for, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like just the the idea that like I, I get so irrationally angry at the idea <laughs> that I should know this. This is partly on me because there's no need for me to get pissed off about this. I can just move on. But on the other hand, fucking Will Shorts, you need to. <laughs> <laughs> know your audience, man. I don't know who's telling you that's a good idea, right, Will? <laughs> Like, who's telling you to put more sports in your crosswords? But right, yep. All right, let's let's uh, let's do another topic. Sure, Fred. Your topic is: if the four horsemen of the apocalypse were recruiting a fifth member, how would you convince them to hire you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the real issue is what what am I? So, what do we got? We got pestilence. We got death. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we got famine, and we've got war. Are mm-hmm. that the four horsemen? War. Yeah. Right. War, famine, death, pestilence. And so what am I, right? Is that what we're saying? We're saying, like, how can I contribute to this? Yeah, well, what are you saying to them? How, what would it be like, oh, yeah, we need this fifth number because we, we don't represent that part. The idea is you, you, are, you are pitching what you're going to be. If Jim and I were trying to compete to get to be the fifth member, I got an easy end. Uh-huh. Jim, I'm sorry, but I'm going to win. All right. Oh, shit. All right? I'm crypto. <laughs> okay. Oh, <no. laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna hire yeah. me they're like shit oh yeah we need that yeah that'll be on the that's on the end of times let's do it it's crypto no, that's a yeah. that's a very good very good horseman of the apocalypse definitely not it's one that i feel like i could i don't think i could nail that one i, I don't think i'd be a very good crypto <laughs> what would you be yeah you can you can we can have a six we can we can you know have what do i embody that is the worst thing hmm Something from the real you, right? You want you're trying to yeah. This clean. is like an interview question. It's like what what is your major flaw? Oh, what's your major? Well, you know, sometimes I, I think I work too hard. You know, yeah. It's, no, workaholism. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, I'm kind of a work kind of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> no, Jim, go. What's your what? What would you be as the the, the fifth horseman? I just make horse noises. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do, you, do you come with like a, 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 a some coconuts? I'll be the horse. You can be the horseman, and we'll we'll what, ride okay. around together. What if I, I could see this for honestly for any of us? But what if you're kind of like 
you're the underminer. You're kind of like the second guesser. You know what I mean? Because you got all these, you know, war and famine, and they're like, we're going to destroy the world. And you're kind of like, eh. Oh, I could, I could just be ADD. Betrayal? Betrayal, Hosman? I could be I could be late onset melatonin where nobody can fall asleep for hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And then they do? Is that how it works? Do they fall asleep later? Oh yeah, yeah. This is uh this is something that, that um I discovered recently is that people with ADHD, one of the common symptoms is late onset melatonin, where like you just your body doesn't produce it until after most people have and you take a long time to fall asleep. Whoa. That's weird. I've never heard of that. That's evil. That's evil. Yeah. There you go. There. Oh, it sounds like you're on. That's me. It sounds like that's you, me. I could get it. <laughs> <laughs> we, evil got pest, we got pestilence. We got war. We got <laughs> famine. We got what's the other one? What did you say? Death. 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 Right. Yeah, death. Just death. Crypto. Death. And late onset melatonin. Death. Okay. So listen, listen. Let's 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 break this down a little bit. I, first of all, I love it. Yes, you are evil at that point. Yeah. But now that we're just talking about the four horsemen. Okay, have you guys seen the, um, sorry, it's Meaning of Life. Okay, there's a scene um, with John Cleese and he's um, teaching sex ed at the boys' school. Have you, you guys, have you ever seen this clip? Ever heard of it or anything? Um, that was a while ago. I don't think I know this one. It's been a long time, Meaning of Life. Okay, I'm going to get to the point and it'll make sense in a second why I even thought of this. Um, other than it's always on my mind, it's mine and super funny. It's John Cleese trying to take sex ed to these like, you know, 16 year olds in an English boarding school and he's really strict with them. And they all, it's, it's really boring. Like he's just teaching all this, you know, nasty sex stuff to them, but it's, he's making it sound really harsh and really boring. And it's hilarious how he's trying to keep their mind on the subject. You know what I mean? And no one's allowed to laugh or anything. And so he says, um, you know, how would you, uh, start sex with your, with your, your partner there? Um, with the woman and the one boy goes, um, and I think it's like, uh, it's one of the main guys, but he goes, um, rub the clitoris. And he just starts like screaming at him. He's like, Oh, Oh, you're just going to start. You're just going to, just going to rub the clitoris just immediately. You're just going to start just right off the bat. They're like, you're not going to touch their ear or give them a kiss on the cheek. You're just going to go straight to rub the. So to me, (laughs) the four horsemen, that's death. Like yeah, what? Yeah. Just, Wait, what? What? It started with death and go downhill from there. The four, the first horseman's death, and like just gotta rub the clitoris. Just immediately, just what? Like, <laughs> how can anything else even matter at that point? I don't understand. Well, it's also just like if he's not around, what do the others do? It's like what just goes on, but no one dies. Is it death? Isn't he just like Superman of the you know the what, Justice League at that point? You know. <laughs> Everybody else kind of can beat up guys, but then Superman just really is the one. Death is just, you know, they're all waiting on Death to show up. He's a bit OP. I think Death is OP for sure. Would you nerf Death? You can only, what, what, would he, what should he be? Well, you can really only uh, threaten Death emotionally. You can make Death feel bad. Like you could, like, like on that, <laughs> like in the musical where they, where there's, there's an evil psychiatrist who convinces Superman that he's a regular person. Wait, what? <laughs> I learned so about convince Superman. I learned about this on the show. Okay, okay. We listened to the show. I just missed that episode. Keep going, Jim. Oh, so you <laughs> just need you need to like you need to have a psychiatrist who talks to Death okay. and convinces Death that he doesn't have any special powers that he's oh. just a regular horseman, just a guy yeah. riding a horse, 
and then he'll ride off and mope and and yeah. not not yeah. nobody will die anymore but they will still be hungry and diseased and yeah. whatever the and fight, fourth one and, like and, fa- and right yeah. and, f- and fight thank you I, I like how like Terry Pratchett dealt with death in, in his books where like he just grew bored of his own job like he sure he's OP yeah. but he doesn't really want to do it anyway yeah I think he is OP I think yeah we could we could convince him he doesn't have the power you know like that anymore yeah I think it's funny could have yeah let's put it on the notes on uh, on what <laughs> we need to do after the show it convince death yeah 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 well hopefully death will listen to this show and and realize that uh, oh it's too late for me <laughs> well I mean it's supposed to be the apocalypse right and so right <laughs> the internet might be down and so he might have trouble listening <laughs> to the podcast maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's, that would be my hostman maybe I will be the hostman of gaslighting <laughs> that's very that is evil that's very good that's a very good yeah. one that's pretty that would be pretty messed up yeah that'd be awful yeah, cr- crypto gaslighting and late onset melatonin. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! No, we 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 got the four new horsemen. Okay, we got the four we have four three, horsemen of the new apocalypse. Three of them. Three of them. What's we've got three? We're doing so good. Crypto <laughs> gaslighting and late onset melatonin. <laughs> and then we need a fourth one. Oh my gosh, what's it gonna be? Oh, uh, uh, see now when we try, uh, Elon Musk. And Elon Musk. <laughs> he's a, he's a, That's not he's bad. A, it's a horseman bad. on his own, yeah. Um, it could be that. Or it could be, or it's just a horseman that just goes actually a lot. <laughs> right, right. The sea lion. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, when he's uh, the mansplainer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the mansplaining horseman. Right. So it's Elon Musk. Yeah. He just tells you how it actually is. Is there like a non-compassing term for all of these things? Like, is it just like the social is media? It- yeah. The horse of social media. Or? Oh yeah, that would hurt. Social media could be. It's <laughs> too real, though. It's, I don't know. It makes me sad. Okay. I mean, okay. all these all these things are real, unfortunately, and and make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's good. Well, nice. We got a new apocalypse. Uh, if uh, if we're done with the first one, new apocalypse. We're ready to go. People are moving over to Reddit, or rather, rather two point Rather, they're moving to Mastodon away from Twitter. I lost half a percent of my followers, which is which means that. My followers were super rad and no, no longer are. Okay, so, hey, now this is how stupid I am or how old I am. I <laughs> I honestly thought, I only just put the pieces together, by the way, Jim, when you said Mastodon. Mm-hmm. I thought Mastodon. You're, th- you're thinking of the metal band. I would thought Mastodon was the forum for for the metal band. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, man! I didn't know that they're that popular." Because <laughs> I heard other people were leaving for Mastodon. I was kind of like, "Huh? Wow! I didn't know they were that into it." Um, I've definitely seen jokes along those lines. Like, there's a apparently Jeremy. I don't know if this is a joke. Actually, this might have been a joke as well. Jeremy Jeremy Renner has a like a fan app where you can okay. log in to connect with other Jeremy Renner fans. Apparently, everybody's switching over to that. Uh, oh, my god! seems like a good idea. No, Mas- well, I mean, Mastodon.social is... Uh, what is it? So, it, it's complicated to describe because... Oh, my gosh. Like, it can... <laughs> We're in the elevator, Dan. It's, it's trying to tell me. It's trying to be a bunch of things. <laughs> like, it's it's abstracted um, and, and, like, higher level. But but at, at its most basic level, it is a distributed uh, Twitter I was gonna say, are you, if you try to tell me about GitHub, I will cry. Yeah, no, I still don't know how to no, use it's that. No, it's not. It's not as bad. It's like 
it's like Twitter, but there's a bunch of instance based on themes. So you have a game dev social. That's like a whole instance of Twitter that's like independent from the others, where the theme is always uh, game development. Kind of, kind of like there's a Reddit for each game or each, each kind of theme. It's, imagine there's one Twitter for each Reddit right. isn't that, group. I was going to say, isn't that a Reddit thing? Like you do slash something? But they're all federated together, so you can follow somebody on any of the instances. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, it sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> I've had, I had it, not heard it, of it. It's not bad, but like it, it can be hard. You can get lost, right? It's like it's hard to find people because they're only on, on that one instance and not on the other one. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's very like oh, iso- wow. isolate. It's very isolated. I'm looking at it right it's now, hard. and that sounds really bad. Yeah, that sounds like a mess trying to figure out where anybody is or find them. The search is the search is actually really deliberately limited. You can only do hashtag searches. Because they don't want the situation on Twitter where people are like searching for things they're a fan of and then yelling at people who are talking badly bad about it. Oh, so it's, it's a bit more private and less. You're not gonna get yeah stalked wow. or hunted down. And they don't have any sort of discoverability in terms of like here's the people you should be following. And so you really have to put in the work of finding the content yourself, like. Basically, everybody I follow on Mastodon, Mastodon is like looking at other re- lists of people other people follow, and so like mm. once you have a few of those, you know you can you can fan out from there. But like you gotta you gotta put the effort in. We see the the result, which is that historically, anytime something bad happens on Twitter, people come to Mastodon and they look around and they're like, "This is there's not that many people here, and I'm gonna go back to Twitter now." Definitely true that there are there are fewer people around, um, and that they're harder to find. Uh, but you it's know, by design, yeah, yeah. It's good to make like a, I guess like just like casual f- friendships online, but it's not going to be good for you to blast out info about your game or trying to reach a bunch of people. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not. Really not for that. It's not as good for for marketing for sure. It is more like any. It, I don't know anybody who's trying to do business on Mastodon. At least not anymore. There used to be a. Um, a sex worker instance where people were definitely trying to do business, uh, but that went down recently. I guess the question is, will it snap back the same way or not after all of this, right? All the Twitter blowups and Twitter exoduses that I've seen, this is the mm-hmm. most serious one. So it's the one that I think is most likely to form like some sort of critical mass at a competitor. Mm. But that said, I don't think it's likely to – I think these people are gonna, aren't going to stick around either. So it, it makes me think of like multiplayer games, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you show up at a game and you just need people there. Yeah. Since, since I, I think, you know, a lot of game devs listen to your show, Jim, I'll, I'll shoot this one out here about, um, uh, there's a really good indie game marketer named Chris at adventure mountain. What's his name? He put out a really good, um, blog post about don't build your castle in someone else's kingdom. Which is to say, don't put all your marketing eggs into like just like Twitter, because when Twitter goes down, then you lost you know thousands of followers, and you don't know how to connect to it. And so he he advocates for basically make little outposts on YouTube and Facebook and you know I don't know about Mastodon, but you know Twitter, and then direct people back to a thing you control, you know something you can control always, which would be a website, a blog, or a mailing list. The, the, the problem with, with sending people to a website or a mailing list is that like people are super unlikely to 
actually go to a website or read email these days. Like it's, it's really, yeah. really hard to get people to give a shit about that because everybody's on social media instead because of, of a advertising, getting them there and B all the retention strategies, all the, the, the dark patterns we were talking about earlier, uh, keeping them mm-hmm. there. And one of the, th- one of the things about, you know, Mastodon is they don't have those dark patterns. So like the only thing keeping, keeping people there is the friends they make. Oh, honestly, it sounds like a decent place. <laughs> I think it is a pretty decent place and a lot more healthy. But yeah, yeah, it sounds like the, a healthy place. I would, I would say it is, but like e- even more so, I think like if you're looking for a community, like so, Twitter's for marketing. Like that's what I've decided now. Like I, I wouldn't, yeah, I would have left if except that like I'm not currently making a game, but if I start making one again, I definitely need to be there because that's where my audience that's where i have my audience i built my castle on twitter unfortunately Mm -hmm. and and mastodon is for you know talking to friends uh but even better if you're trying to find a community is to actually go to a like a human-sized community like go find a a web forum or something with like 100 users Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. uh, a social media site with millions or even tens of thousands like uh not to do my own horn but like the Topic Lords Discord is really good. And if I haven't invited either of you there, I need to because you're lords and you belong. Cool. Uh, the Topic Lords Discord has like something like 50 active users and it's really, awesome. really incredible. I'm, I'm, I really enjoy, uh, that place socially, just dipping in and seeing what cool shit people are talking about. It's small enough that it needs moderation extremely rarely. People are just usually just cool. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. And did, did it grow organically? Like, how did you get to have like 50 active users just for making a bunch of episodes? Uh, yeah. Well, people, so most, I would, I would guess that most, um, of the Topic Lords audience is people who listened to Video Games Hot Dog, which is the last podcast I was on, uh, and, and followed me here to Topic Lords. And yeah, like, uh, the, one of the reasons it's that small is that there's a paywall. Like you have to mm. pledge to the Patreon, the Topic Lords Patreon, uh, to get in, or you have to be a lord. Did Did you have a Patreon required since episode one, or did you have a few free episodes? I think it started around episode four. Okay, it, it was cool. just like me, me trying to figure out like how do I how do I build a community here. The first thing I did was I I created a subreddit, and that turned ter- like I I keep posting episodes there, and it keeps being a waste of time because no one ever comments or votes on them. Like <laughs> the the most recent post on the Topic Lords subreddit was a post that someone made by mistake <laughs> that says, we the new topic, I stamp it, hashtag Lady Tarhells. And it's a, a photo of a girl's basketball team. Like it looks like they're in middle school uh, and it has a vote because I upvoted it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bot? Post or is that even is that even a real one? I really think it was somebody who posted it here by mistake. That's it's rough, beautiful. man. Yeah. I but I, I keep posting them in case somebody wants to uh, interact. But re- really, like all the all the interaction is happening in the Discord. Cool. I'm glad it's bustling then. It's great. Yeah, and that's nice because uh, it's not always easy to have a Discord that stays alive. Just from my previous yeah. game, like we have a Discord, but. It's not. It's never been super active, except like when the game was just like coming out, maybe. Well, right, and that's um, well. That's, it doesn't, it doesn't that, always maintain itself. That's an advantage of a podcast is that one comes out every week, um, mm-hmm. and 
then people can talk about that when if they have nothing yes. else to talk about. That's cool. true. And do you see like a um, like it, like does it bring like a a kind of people that always that they all get along kind of like you have like a usually I mean yeah it, it's usually they're usually pretty like minded there there have been a couple of instances of people not getting along but typically not a big deal. That's really cool. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. Like the, the forums and all that. Uh, when I used to hang out on these kind of places before social media, it was a lot, I don't know, nicer, a nicer way to make friends. Or I used to actually play some D and D by forum posts on <laughs> on a, on, a, on a games forum and made some friends like that. Um, yeah, that sounds fun. Forums are terrible, but they're terrible in ways that like normal human interaction interaction is terrible. Like they, they, we get it. We understand why right. this is bad. Whereas social media is bad in a way that we just don't understand. And it's pernicious. Right. And we don't, we, we don't understand that it is the social media, a part of it, the making it bad. But the thing that got tough with the forums is that at some point it became like spam bot hell. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, it was still okay. I feel like, but then mm. as spam bots grew, over the internet, it became less and less usable. So I don't know how it is right now. Yeah, I I would imagine like moderate. Like I wonder if that's just the moderation moderators losing interest. Like one mm. one advantage of having a paywall on your Discord is that spam bots aren't going to get in. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's all the time we have for topic lords. Yeah, it's been one and a half hour. Nathan, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? I'm Mommy's Best Games uh, on Twitter and YouTube, and you can go to mommysbestgames.com and to the Mommy's Best Games blog post to learn more about our upcoming games like Game Type DX and uh, Shoot 'em Ups and Run and Guns. And Fred, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I guess I'm, I'm still on Twitter right now. Not sure for how long, but you can find me at Brobe. That's B R O B B E H. I don't post anywhere as much game dev stuff as I should. I mostly scream about random stuff, but you can find me there. <laughs> yeah, I am also terrible at marketing. It's one of the reasons <laughs> I'm not currently making a game, or the rather, not currently making my own game. Let me jump in real quick and just say, Fred made a game called Batbarian, and it's a funny Metroidvania, and everybody should play it. It's cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it came out, I guess it's already been like, what, a year and a half? It's, it came out yesterday, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my brain says yesterday. Okay, my brain says we yesterday. We did anyway. just release a... We just made a, a physical version, so that's exciting for PS4. That's oh, awesome. We have a Congrats. physical box. And that's spelled like yeah. barbarian with a bat. Yeah, B-A-T-B-A-R-I-A-N. Because you're, you're a barbarian with a magic bat. Yeah, it got really good reviews, too. It's criminally... Underplayed, I think, but um, underplayed, undersold, everything. Yeah, no? uh. <laughs> it's got it all. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much for being on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. It's awesome. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. 
patrons get episodes a week early and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.